Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk, a new series of candid conversations covering the issues facing freelance professionals today. I'm Tom Rizzo, your host, managing director and founder of Plectrum Advisors, an investment advisory firm based in Los Angeles. On each episode of Let's Talk, I'll be speaking with some of the most plugged in experts to help you and me make sense of today's changing environment and to help you be smarter about how to approach work and life. So let's get started. Today's guest on Let's Talk is Melissa Walker, founder and president of an extraordinary organization called Jazz House Kids, based in Montclair, New Jersey. Jazz House Kids is a community arts organization that not only brings jazz music education and appreciation to underserved schools, but also produces events such as the Montclair Jazz Festival. They also put on over 80 community performances a year, featuring their own students. Along with her husband, bassist Christian McBride, Melissa has built a substantial organization that promotes education, performance, and appreciation of jazz. The caliber of teachers and guest artists is of the highest order, and it wouldn't be unusual for artists like Bela Fleck, Chick Corea, or Christian McBride to visit, perform, and instruct. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk. I can't tell you how excited I am about today's guest. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna really enjoy uh, hearing about her and her organization. Uh, you know, every once in a while you run into people who do things right. And this is one person that I've recently run into that is really doing things right. And I can't wait to introduce you to her. I, I think as a, a really good way to start this would be for me to read something that's on uh, her website. Uh, and that'll give you a little bit of an idea, uh, especially in her words. So here it is. Born out of a collaboration of mutual admiration, respect, and a little strife, the duo of Melissa Walker, Melissa's today's guest, and her husband, Christian McBride, head up Jazz House Kids. The couple not only have a shared musical sensibility, but a belief in the importance of building a legacy and being a part of something bigger than yourself. Melissa is a constant presence at the jazz house she built nearly 18 years ago, hiring a village of professional jazz musicians who educate and mentor kids from New Jersey, New York, and around the world. Every day, the people of Jazz House Kids create unique creative programs and initiatives that provide a safe, nurturing, and extraordinary musical home for anyone who is lucky enough to be a part of it. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks for being a guest today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. What a, what a pleasure, what a thrill, and a real honor. Thank you. Uh, you know, our audience is uh, primarily based on the West Coast, and you are located in Montclair, New Jersey. And uh, some of our people may not know everything that you do. Uh, they, um, they may know a little bit about your husband, uh, Christian McBride. Um, but I'd like you to kind of just give us a little introduction. Um, uh, can you tell our audience how you got started and what your organization, Jazz House Kids, is all about? 
Well, thanks. I love that opportunity. Well, you know, I'd like to say for 18 years, our, our young people are soloing and, and swinging the greatness. Um, you know, I am a singer. And after many years of trying to determine, you know, what my course in life would be, I thought I would be a, a lawyer. And I uh, graduated, uh, I went to school at Brown University. I am born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, matter of fact, uh, my family, when my mother retired, we were on the West Coast up in, in uh, BC. So I kind of love your neck of the woods, at least in the Northern part. Um, but for me, when I made the decision to not follow a traditional route that I thought I would be and would, would be going to law school, um, you know, I started to perform and I started to gig. I became a recording art artist with Enja Records uh, out of Germany. Um, you know, and I was on the scene and I was really, you know, working hard to be a singer out on the scene and get my musicianship where it needed to be. Uh, but I had this opportunity about 20 years ago to go in front of a, young, a lot of young people. And what was so interesting about that time is that I was performing and I could play at jazz festivals and be at the Berlin Jazz Festival, whatever I was doing. But this idea of going in front of other kids from two to 10 or 12 and their parents uh, just sent me to the hills. And they said, well, you know, I'd like you not to just do a concert, do something else, you know, do a program. So I decided that we would build a jazz house. And one of the things that I loved most about this music was that we could talk to one another from around the world, from different cultures, languages. Um, you could be an eight-year-old or an octogenarian and somehow we could find common ground. You know, and Tom, so, f you know, if that wasn't meaningful, then if that's not the conversation of now to be able to find common ground mm -hmm. and one of the things that i admire most about jazz musicians is that you know you can be in the pocket you can be out here and distant you can be avant-garde you can be wherever you are on the spectrum musically but on this stage there's great respect and there's a give and take in that dialogue and so really the foundation of this organization came out of this love that I had of this common di dialogue. And what I have found is that over now close to 20 years that young people gravitate to this music, to have a voice, but to be part of a chorus also at the same time, to work on those skills that we need today, such as improvisation, right? Um, uh, and so there were so many things that I, that I discovered as Jazz House and Jazz got put in the hands of young people, particularly in underserved school districts. So today we work at, at the Jazz House, which is here in Montclair, New Jersey, and really reaches young people across the region and around the world. We are in underserved school districts where there isn't a program uh, or there is a a program that needs help or they want to build a jazz program. Um, and then it's in the community where our young people are performing virtually every week, doing what we call a giglet. And if you are a professional, you get a gig. And if you're an emerging musician at the jazz house, you get a giglet. Uh. And so that 
that all came together um, through this journey of building that jazz house, um, which in the end really is about building community leaders and global citizens. At the end of the day, that's what we're most interested. Whether or not you do that on stage, you know, behind the scenes, in the studio, if you're, if you're doing it as a teacher, an educator, a lawyer, an architect, that we take these tenets of this music um, and use them as our common tool for a more prosperous, productive, and joyous, you know, community. And how it's, it's, it's such a, a wonderful place to start an organization. Um, what are the what are the ages of the kids typically that are uh, participating in this? Yeah, our young people start as early as eight years old. Ah. Um, we've even had a one of the young men trailblazing it up right now out uh, in the world. He started at seven, a, a Maddie Whitaker on organ. Um, you know, eight. Eight years old and up, we will see many students through graduation, 100% of the students who study at the Jazz House. Um, not in our underserved school districts because we don't always see them all the way through graduation, but who study at the Jazz House go on to college in some sort of program. Um, and then we even have our first police officer, our first US Marine. So we're really proud of our alums who are really forging their future. And then we bring many alums back each and every year. They're teaching artists, they're interns, we hire them as staff, uh, and then we give them gigs. Uh, so our program really probably runs the gamut of about eight years to about we'll see young people up to about 25. Wow, wow, nice. And, and that, that area, you know, of just really helping them launch as young people. So we thought originally that this was, you know, once you graduate high school, we'd say, see ya. But mm -hmm. what we, you know, but there's a real role we can play as they are getting their feet to launch. And uh, I, you know, we try to be, be here as much as possible for them. Yeah, that's that's so fantastic. You know, there was there was an educator uh, in uh, in in my life uh, that I connected with uh, later on after I'd become a professional musician, and I remember she said her goal with the students wasn't necessarily to turn them into doing this as a profession, right? But more that she what she really wanted is when they were driving in the car and a piece of music came on the radio, that they would have an emotional reaction to that music. And especially if it was music that was outside of pop music, you know, there was something that required a little bit more understanding of, of something deeper. And yeah. it, it sounds like you're offering the same gift to all of the people that are exposed to your program that later in life, they can hear something that maybe they were taught about or educated about, and they're gonna have a, um, a, a joyous, reaction to the music. Yeah, I mean, I think, Tom, in general, we feel that music makers um, are just empathetic people, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they're digging into a place that sometimes words don't even exist. Yeah. Um, and, and reaching across the aisle, the street, the community, um, 
and we're discovering something about one another. And so, you know, while it's about playing music and, and notes on the page and, and, and learning and um, it, it really is much more than that. And the, I've been around tremendous artists and what I find is the, you know, the, the more revered they are, just the, 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 in many ways, they're really tapping into this very special place. Mm -hmm. um, and when you meet our young people, they're very special. And I don't, I don't just say that because they're from Jazz House, but they truly are. They, their ability to focus, uh, their, their ability to stick with it, their ability to, to suffer great challenges and yet get up again, uh, their ability to applaud other people's effort, to help others along. I, I'm just around young people all the time. And the young people, and I think when you, when you work, you know, Pat Metheny, I'll just say, he said something many years ago to some students. He said, look, if, you, if we're in, in Rio and you wanna go down around the block to get a Coke, he said, we can give you enough music to go around the block and get a Coke. But if you wanna go all around Rio and experience the food and the people and the culture, that's like jazz. You're gonna to have to really invest in this, okay? Wanna go around the block, we can get you to memorize those eight bars you need to get it done. Mm -hmm. But when you're really, when these young people will spend hours right? They're here from three and a half to 10 hours a week, let alone what they need to put in. When you put that much into something, you know that, Tom, uh, you know, when you put something in, the investment to be able to really dig into this music is considerable. Yeah. And they could have chosen to go around the block and play some music and have a great time and play some of the the music that they might be listening to on the radio, but this music requires a deeper level of investment and that level of investment pays dividends in many, many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not just musical ways, right? And not just musical yeah. ways. Yeah, that's, that's so, that's so well said. Yeah. Uh, there was something on your website that I, I don't remember the, the exact wording of it, but um, it, it talked about part of your focus was to, um, to teach the kids about uh, the repertoire of the music, about how to improvise and how to collaborate with others. And can you speak a little bit to that? I thought that was a really you know, interesting uh, point that you said, this needs to be taught and right. people need to be exposed to that. Can you right. speak a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's the foundation of which this music stands on, right? Yeah. And that ability, you know, the person who comes and says, you know, just show me where I solo. No, that's not what this is about, right? This is show me how I can work with my fellow musicians and together we're gonna make, we're gonna tell a story. Uh, and so how do we really teach that, right? Well, first of all, we just start at a real early age listening. You know, that is really at the foundation of what we do. Listening to great artists play this music and then breaking it down into how does that musical dialogue happen? And so 
you know, they did, they came in like everybody else. They came in, I want to play drums, I want to play saxophone, I'm so excited. You know, I want to play that song I'm hearing on the radio, whatever it is. But here, here I think the difference is that we're going to listen to this music, we're going we're gonna to break it down, and we're going to figure out how those musical voices make that story. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I, over the years, you start to hear and you start to see them blending and listening to one another. But that starts early on and it starts with the foundation that we do is it's really important to listen. We play the music by the great artists of which we're all standing on the shoulders of. Yeah. And when we start there, break it down, we have a tremendous uh, faculty of all professionals. Um, and then again, part of what they do is they record the music, they're listening back, they're constantly kind of analyzing their work. And at this time during COVID, you know, it was even, we could do that in, in a way that we've never done before, right? You could solo an artist and you're listening to one artist, just perform. We recorded, listened back to our recording. You know, how can we how can we tell that story even more? So this was actually a, a time that allowed us to dig into that in a way that we hadn't done before at, a, at another level. Okay. That was one of, there, were, there weren't always a lot of silver, there wasn't a lot of silver lining, but there were a few. Yeah, how nice, yeah. how nice. So is the, uh, is the jazz house an actual uh, physical building? Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, uh, here it is. I'm in my office at the jazz house. Uh-huh. It is located on the on the main drag in downtown Montclair, mm -hmm. which to give people a sense of where that is, that's fifth, that's twelve miles west of New York City. Awesome. It's about five miles from Newark, New Jersey, which uh -huh. is certainly, um, you know, Sarah Vaughn and Wayne Shorter, and a whole lineage of artists from uh, Newark, uh -huh. and. It is a physical space. We have four studios and our offices are here. So our marketing and development finance and our arts team uh, work out of this location. And young people come on the bus, they walk, they get dropped off or they drive themselves when they get uh, old, old enough. And then in the summer, they'll fly from around the world and participate. So we'll have students that will come from London and Peru, uh, Mexico, online from Latvia, um, from, you know, Dominican Republic. Right now we have, we're running a class, our first uh, Spanish speaking class for about 12 students in the Dominican Republic. Um, and they are learning production and they are um, also learning about, you know, American jazz. Wow. Um, and so they also will do exchange and we will learn about um, the bachata music and, you know, we will learn about their culture as well. Wow. Fantastic. That's you know, it, it, when, we, when we started, uh, when we were just doing a little get acquainted right before this interview, you talked about a, a, a really fantastic concert that went on last night. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that concert and how it relates to the Jazz House Kids and, and what that's about? Yeah, last night we had a fantastic show with uh, Ravi Coltrane, 
my husband Christian McBride, the great Christian Sands on piano, and uh, no, none other than Jeff Tane Watts on the drums. And, you know, one of the things that Christian is able to do for the Jazz House is bring a tremendous array of fabulous musicians um, to our door. Um, we've had Andre Day, we've had the late, I hate to say the late uh, Chick Corea. We've had Diane Reeves, um, Eddie Palmieri, um, Dee Dee Bridgewater, Anat Cohen. Um, the list is Al Jarreau, uh, yeah. David Sanborn, uh, just, just a tremendous uh, Mulgrew Miller. Um, and you know, when I just say that list, just so many um, of our, our revered artists, life is life is short. Yeah. Uh, but we have had the Patheny, you know, the pleasure over the years of having Bella Fleck, you know, come in, artists come in and uh, do master classes, uh, public concerts, fundraisers and, and what have you. And so in October of this last year, after seven months, you know, uh, very good friends of ours said, we need to hear some live music. And um, he said, uh, we've got a great porch. <laughs> we've got a great porch in our backyard. And they have a really large, beautiful backyard. They have quite a large porch. And we teamed up with Steinway uh, and Sons, and they brought a beautiful instrument. And we brought in our, our lighting and video and sound team and put on a, a world-class concert. Um, they had never performed together before. And um, it's, it's really a great show. I, I got to see it again and to hear it um, just, but to also think about it in this context of this time. So we'd love to share it with your audience, but it is a really great show of Robbie Coltrane, Christian McBride, Christian Sands and Jeff Tane Watts. Oh, and it was to support the organization and our our full mission of putting hands in the putting music in the hands of young people. Yeah, it's really really spectacular. I, I look forward personally to um, to watching and hearing that concert. As Christian said, he ended up getting blisters. He hadn't had to work that hard in quite some time, <laughs> uh, you know. And it looked like they had run a marathon when they were done because they were all talking about how, you know little rusty around the edges they were as they hadn't been able to play at the same level and intensity. And everybody's feeling that right now, aren't they? Everybody is. Everybody's, the, the, everybody's rusty. It's like we need a little oil in the joints and uh, <laughs> yeah, a little gas in the tank, right? A little gas yeah. in the tank, yeah. Uh, so um, uh, as, as COVID is receding and things are beginning to get somewhat safer, um, how, uh, what are the effects of that, of the, of the country reopening having on your program in just Right. Well, we reopened and came back in person at the, at the beginning of June and got talk about singing, Oh, happy day. Uh, really yeah. happy to have young people back on premise. We're still doing programming online, but that'll, that meant that we could open our doors and for the young people who are within close proximity to this program could start coming in person. And, and that, that, that is so important right now. Um, the level of isolation uh, of what young people have been dealing with, 
um, even though they had a place to go each and every week and, and peers to meet, this is a social music, right? And we are social human beings and that, that, that human touch, so to speak, um, just can't be replaced. I think that's what we learned. There's a, there's a lot we can do in this medium, but it, what I think we learned is that it can't replace what it means to be in each other's company. Yeah. Um, so right now we are doing our summer program. So that is a program for Ju uh, June and July. Mm -hmm. And then our Jazz House Summer Workshop will happen on the campus of Montclair State University. Mm -hmm. And young people will come in for a two week period of time. Nice. Uh, we will do a number of concerts. We just launched the 2021 Montclair Jazz Festival that we produce each year. And wow. we are in our 12th year. Wow. Um, a lot of what we will do will be broadcast live and we will we will stream it live on our social media. So wherever you are, you could catch up with that. Right. So that will be two concerts in July, two full Saturdays in August. And then we've got a grand finale week happening in the third week of September. So we're really looking forward to that. We really, usually it was in, in August and this year we thought, well, we haven't had music for a long time. We're going to ex extend it and go from July through, uh, through September. So wherever people are, I think they can kind of catch some of what we've got planned. Fantastic. And if people want to get access to see that, they can see that on your website. Is that right? Will the links be there? Absolutely. Uh, jazzhousekids.org and the montclairjazzfestival.org. So if you want to, whatever you want to see, come visit our website and all the information is there. All right. At the end of this broadcast, we'll put all of this information up printed on the screen so that people can, uh, people can take it down. So if you're watching this now, don't, don't feel the need to necessarily catch it right now. We'll, uh, we'll give you the, uh, the information on, on how to be able to get these. Um, you know, let, me, let me tell you, we've got a lot of supporters in California and a lot of good friends. Oh, good. Um, we're really, they have found us and good. we love that. And, you know, also one of our biggest funders is the Herb Alpert Foundation, ah, which yeah. does incredible, incredible, you know, probably don't need to tell you that, but incredible work. Uh, particularly in your region and in your state. Yeah. Um, but they are supporters of the Jazz House and make so much of our work possible. Um, right. You know, but for the support of a lot of donors and corporations and partners and, and individuals. And so the, the work that we do and the amplification of that work as they move into adulthood um, and hiring of professional artists, et cetera, really wouldn't happen without that. So we are, I've just got to give a shout out to, you know, our, our friends on the West Coast who have found the Jazz House and made it their home as well. Well, that, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, our, our network is primarily uh, on the West Coast, you know, primarily Los Angeles, actually, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, that when this airs, we'll be able to raise some awareness about all the great work that you're doing uh, among a you know a wider base of people, so um, uh, it, it's it's just it's really great to be able to um, uh, 
right, to have you present what it is that you're doing, because I, I think there are, are some of us, myself included, who knew a little bit about it, but I didn't really right. know, you know exactly what, you're, what you were doing. So what are, what are the plans for, let's say, for this upcoming year? You've taken us through about uh, September with, uh, yeah. with the festival. Uh, what goes on now as uh, things are opening up and, and uh, what do you have planned for the upcoming year? Well, during the year, we're, we're super focused right now on bringing all of our young people back together. Um, in underserved urban school districts where we work. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be, we have a special education program with, for kids, uh, an ungraded special education program. It's a vocal and instrumental program. We'll be in person with that program with modified instruments um, and using a, a color number and color system from Pascal Norge. And we've been partnering with Pascal Norge for a long time, uh, working with young people with uh, special needs. So we'll be back there. You can find us every day of the week in a different school uh, setting. And so there we are coming in after school or during school time, building their jazz program or filling it out, as I said. Um, in another sense, we're at another school called Link Community Charter School, where we're embedded in that school full time, presenting and running the music curricula each and every day. So, you know, we'll also be delivering instruments. We have a program called Give an Instrument, Build a Musician. Right. And, uh, you know, part of what will be seen in the all-star performance, the beginning of that performance that we did with, with Ravi Christian and Christian and, and Tane, we presented three awards to students and three instruments as well as a financial gift to help them as they go on to school. And one of the students had never played an instrument where all the keys worked. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Huh? And this young lady is going to be attending um, college next year and going in for music education. And we gave her a new saxophone. Okay. And so this given instrument building musician program puts hand puts instruments in the hands of kids who are sitting on the sideline wow. and also helps to build a strong um, instrument collection for schools. So we'll get back to delivering instruments. This year, uh, since the pandemic, we weren't able to deliver any instruments. Yeah. So we'll get back to the business of doing that. Nice. Um, you know, we'll, we will go to college. We have a program called Jazz House Goes to College. Oh. And we will invite young people um, at the Jazz House and who learn about the program to come in for, it will be online and in person, but we bring to bear about 14 institutions from across of the country who come and talk about their particular school. You want to get a bachelor's, but how do I, can I get into a band program? Can I still play jazz? What's the difference of going to a conservatory if I, if I choose not to do that? Um, you know, so parents, how do I pay for it? Um, you know, should they get a jazz education? You know, so many questions. So we have a program for about eight years called Jazz House Goes to College. So we'll wow. be bringing that back online. Wow. And the other 
element that we'll be bringing back online other than our about our 20 ensembles which are three big bands combos electives a film scoring class an arranging program wow. music production um in addition our chica power program which is for young girls and we've been working hard to increase our number of young women playing jazz and making sure that when we swing the doors open that they have peers and mentors um, who will welcome them in and that's our chica power program so we really look forward to really getting the panoply of the program that starts with our Louis Armstrong, those are our youngest beboppers, and all the way um, to our graduating seniors, and that's a, that's a pre-college academy. So all the way through those, pro those programs, and then we have these things like Jazz House Goes to College, our Giglet program, Chica Power to Enrich Them, and we will see more adults because we do have an adult program. We have, a, we have an adult uh, community big band, uh, improv classes for adults. So we're really looking forward to kind of bringing that back. Not that it hasn't been there, Tom, but bringing that to, you know, to the, the fullness that it can be. Yeah. 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 So we'll be, we'll be busy in the fall, usually jazz houses, and we do about 80 concerts a year, 80 gigs a 80. year. Yeah, 80? about 80. Wow. 80. We'll Habitat for Humanity, United Way, wow. uh, banks, businesses, wow. business districts, um, other organizations, special events. Um, Ralph Pucci, who actually is a furniture design, uh, a very specialized creative furniture designer who has a studio in LA. We do an event with him every year and the Montclair Jazz Festival. So it, it's about 80 performances every year we will have our students engaged in. Oh, oh fantastic. No, I, I, just, I just love that you have an emphasis on performance, you know, that, you know, we're going to teach, we're going to talk, we're going to learn, but then, you know, at the end of the day, you got to play this stuff, right? You got to play this stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, you know, Tom, a lot of programs in the beginning, you, you probably know, remember them when you were younger. You, you went to a program, you had a concert. Yeah. You, you did a program, you had a concert. And that was, that was the formula. Yeah. And we kind of blew up that formula. Because we, we think that this is about learning is doing. Yeah. You know, learning is apprenticeship, yeah. right? And so you don't have to get to a certain, so our youngest beboppers, they're doing. And so if they can do a 15 minute little concert, they're gonna do a 15 little minute little concert. And, and A, that gets them excited, right? I mean, what brought you to music in the first place? Yeah, yeah. You know, right. Playing with others. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, we never chose that model. Our model is about performance. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and taking what you're, what you are working on and that talent you're honing and sharing it with others. And so, yeah, we're pretty busy with something like 80. Some people said, you know, are you a booking agency over there? <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we have helped and worked alongside so many organizations. And we have performed for nonprofits, for the business sector, um, for individuals, for uh, 
you know, rehabilitation centers or hospitals or, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that teaches young people that to give back yeah. through your talent and your time. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. I, I remember a few of those things I was fortunate enough to participate in when I was in high school. I still remember those concerts. Yeah, right. I, I, it, they're st still with me, you know, and it was playing at an old folks home or like you said, at a car dealership or something. And, you know, I didn't know. Car dealership, yeah. I still remember. I remember the guys I played with. I remember the music we played. I remember the guitar I had at the time, you know, so I, I'm sure well, these Tom, are... What was special about that, do you think, looking back? Well, um, f f the the most special part of it is that it was just normal, you know, that it was just, we're going to go do this, you know, you're going to, you're, you, you're, uh, you have some ability to play, and we're going to put you in a group, and now you're going to go play someplace, you know, and it was, oh yeah, okay, like, you know, you go to lunch at noon, and you play the concert at two, and it was just a, a normal part of my development, I didn't think it was anything out of the ordinary, and then as I got a little older, I said, how lucky I was to be able to have somebody like in your position, designing these things so that I could have that experience and feel that it was, yes, this is a part of development, you know, performing, right? So. Yeah, no, we, we really feel strongly that that is a part of the learning process. And I think often that we've taken it as the culminating event. We actually feel it is a part yes. of the curricula. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's a really great way to great way to talk about it. You know, I, I want to go back several steps and then and, uh, just to tell you a little bit about something that it, it has happened in my life that resonates with what you're doing. And uh, there were times when I was traveling with jazz groups and when we'd be out for, you know, months at a time on a bus, um, you know, going from city to city to city playing concerts, most of the time was traveling, most of it, you know, it was like an hour and a half was doing the concert, mm -hmm. but most of it was traveling. And in the bus, we had speakers set up in the back. And, you know, I'm old enough that it was cassette players, you know, but everybody would bring in their music. And so for eight hours a day, we were listening to music. And the education and the growth that happened for me as a musician, part of it, yes, was playing all these concerts, but right. part of it was listening to music five or six hours a day and talking to the guy next to me, what'd you think about that? What's good about that? Well, I didn't like that. Well, who's playing that? You know, this, that. So I love that you're doing that in your organization that you're having the kids listen and talk about it because it's, 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 a, it's an integral part of the growth and the education and development, I think. Absolutely. And right now we have a series called Inside the Jazz Note. Right. And we will start back up in a few weeks but every Wednesday, um, we were inviting a different artist to come and to play music or to talk about kind of their process, um, you know, or talk about kind of the social connection or the impetus behind it. And, you know, we loved, you know, each and every week seeing people from, you know, all across the states and even internationally join us for that. And there's so much to to learn from that. So we feel that's a big part of it. I mean, you can have the master class where everybody is playing and where they're demonstrating different skills that we're going to try out and work on. And absolutely, there's a, a place for that. But we feel that there is a, a place kind of at the feet 
of people who have who are really masters at this or are working at this and, and learn those lessons. And yeah. so it's been a big part. And during the pandemic, at the early stages, on I'll never forget March 20th, we started having a, our Friday night hang at home listening series. Oh. And every Friday night, Christian and I would bring on about three, four musicians from all over, uh, a lot from LA, and just on any topic or an instrument, um, just all over. And we would play music. This is before we really realized that we weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> but we would, we would play uh, just music and talk about it. And, you know, it would be just something incredible to listen to all of these artists, you know, talk about what they liked about that, what inspired them. So every, each and every week, each artist would bring three records. Oh, nice. And we would go around and just talk about it. And sometimes we don't do some of those, the simple things, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you yeah. know, the students, of course, all, many of our students would tune in each, because we weren't going anywhere, um, and tune in and listen to and learn and ask questions about kind of what that music and how that music inspired their own playing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was something. And then after that, the, the spinoff was inside the jazz note that we keep going today. So, no, I think that is an integral part. We've lost something that we, we don't always have to agree, but we can learn from each other. Like my favorite record doesn't have to be your favorite record. Yeah. You know, um, my favorite moment, my favorite solo. And so I think that's another one of those lessons that we learn by listening and discussing together. And I think we grow in that process. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. And we feel that, and you know this, that the audience is such a part of it as well. Oh yeah. You know, if they're, if they're with you, if they're clapping, if they're, you know, showing their appreciation, if they're dancing, you know, whatever they're doing, yeah. they're a big part of it as well. So that's something that we also really try to do is invite people to become part of that nice part of that with us nice so yeah. we'll, we'll keep you informed when we're when our next inside the jazz notice so you can join us well thank you and for just once again can you give us the um the uh website information where people can go to learn more about your organization and uh, of upcoming events yeah visit us at jazzhousekids.org and find out all about our youth programs, our community programs, our adult programs, and just what we do in general. And at the MontclairJazzFestival.org. And of course, that festival kicks off in July. We'll be there in August and in September and streaming live. So both of those websites are, because the Montclair Jazz Festival is produced by Jazz House Kids. Fabulous. And if people want to support you, um, with that, is there information on, uh, on your website as far as how to, how to do that? Absolutely. Visit us. You don't have to look too hard because it's right on the homepage. Good for you. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll learn what we do each and every day. This is an organization dedicated to putting jazz in the hands of young people 365 days a year and to make sure that no young child is turned away. And 
that's important to us and 35% of our, the people at the Jazz House are young people who need an extra helping hand or put an instrument in a hand or help underwrite uh, a program in schools or just help this organization continue to make sure that music makers have a platform and jazz has a place in our culture. Fabulous. Just visit us on Jazz House Kids and there were every page there's a spot to donate. So thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I just can't thank you enough for taking time out of your incredibly busy day to talk to me and educate me a little bit and to share, uh, you know, all these wonderful things that you're doing with, uh, with our audience out here. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm myself, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, listening to the concert that happened last night. Um, and um, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably, by the time this airs, that concert may not be viewable again, but um, if it is viewable at some point in the future, um, we'll certainly let our audience know. And Melissa, we just wish you all the best in, in your continuing efforts here to just doing the good work and just doing it in such an excellent way. I, I'm, I'm so impressed with uh, the way you've put this thing together and uh, the, 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 not only the energy, but just the, the correctness of, of what it is that you're doing in terms of really trying to bring the real thing to people so that they, they really get this music in their bones and, and can carry it with them for the rest of their lives. It's really a, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a marvelous thing that you're doing. So, um, so thank really, you on behalf of all of us. It's really a team effort. This is no solo venture uh, at all. So the, the number of supporters who have stood by this organization, dropped off an instrument, donated something, uh, you know, there's just countless ways that people have wrapped their arms around this organization and musicians have come and families and students have made it their home. It, it's really been an honor through this, through this time. So thank you for giving us a platform to um, talk to your, you know, supporters and, and patrons and clients. So, you know, this is really, really special. So we love, we love that. And I would like to say that if there's a chance that, you know, one of the things that I, we want to do is to make sure young people know about careers in music. Hmm. Um, we think of it oftentimes as that on the stage only, but there's so many different careers in music. And I know that, um, you know, the people that are part of your organization have had some fabulous careers. And if there's ever a chance that we could share that uh, with our young people and what that journey might look like and, you know, what it means to be a studio musician or, you know, a ranger or a curator or a producer and putting bands together and, you know, um, you know, working in the, in the movies. And if that could happen, we'd love to have you as a guest to share that. Let's figure out how to do that. We'd love to, we'd love to do that. I think that could be, that could be a lot of fun to do. Absolutely. So, Thank do you. You're doing a great, I love how you've taken what you've done and, and now helping so many musicians, you know, by just, just getting good at something that everybody needs. So Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was, it's my pleasure. I into business. Well, that, is, and that, you know, that is very specifically what my mission became is, is how do I create something such that I can help other people who don't know how to do this, 
how can I help them so that they can? You know, it takes time, you know, many years to do it, but it is doable. Building financial security is doable if you follow a certain, a few certain, you know, sets, sets of things to do. So Indeed. thank you so much. A real pleasure. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today's broadcast with Melissa Walker. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you'll come back for more. We've got some great guests lined up, and we'll be sure to let you know when the episodes are available. Thanks again for watching.